Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, Morning Rush Regulars. It's tomorrow's show today. First, we've got to get through the weekend. Then we'll be back on Monday. TGIF. Kelly Nash. Hello, Tumbleweed. Hey there. We're going to have a moral dilemma. We got one of those every Monday at 610. That's when we need your help. This will be the first moral dilemma of August. Mm-hmm. So you have a job. Mm-hmm. Your friend does not. Your friend hears about a job that they want, yeah. and they apply for it. They tell you about the job that they've just applied for, and you think that job sounds way better than the one that I currently have. <laughs> you want to steal the job? Are, they, is it okay to apply for that oh job? Oh my god! Yeah, it's a, it's okay to apply for it. It ain't okay to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get it. Oh, what, what? Only if you can arrange it so that your friend gets the job that you left. Is that how it has to go? I don't think that would even. No, you can't do that. I can't. I can't try to make myself happy. <sighs> That is really difficult because you know there's no guarantee your friend's going to get the job. That's right. They probably they might not even yeah. be right for the job. I might have heard about the job and said they wouldn't even be good at that mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Tumbleweed, what would you do? Because you're always like man's best friend. Okay, yeah. there's the dog. Then there's Tumbleweed. I'm going through the Rolodex in my mind, and 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 that sounds like a script to Happy Days, where <laughs> Mr. Cunningham would have to sit down, Richie, and t- explain to him the right thing to do. You know? <laughs> so what That's does funny. Mr. C say? <laughs> what would, this is the new bit. <laughs> this is, what, what would, would Mr. Mr. C, C say? Now, Rich. He would probably bring down, Rich would learn a lesson, and it would only hurt Rich, and Ralph Mouth would probably get the job. You know what I'm saying? But what if it was a job that Ralph, like, you knew Ralph wasn't going to what an interesting perspective that is. Yeah, Ralph's not going to get this job. It's, uh, it's something very serious. You have to be serious. And Richie is good at, the, at whatever this would be. It's an accounting, accounting job or oh, something. Oh, well, you know, we both thought of accounting at the same time. Really? Yeah, Ralph Malf would not would not yeah. do well with he's the accounting. He's up there, wah, 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 yeah. wah. And Richie's Richie, like, he's very detail-oriented. Uh, yeah. Ralph got a D in math, and Richie got an A. Richie mm-hmm. would be perfect for the job. But Ralph comes home, and he says, Hey, Rich, I think I'm going to get this job. <laughs> and uh, Rich is like, wow, that does sound like a great job. And I'm over here working at Arnold's making minimum wage. This right. will like quadruple my money. Okay. You- okay, next scene. So now it's posed to Mr. C. <laughs> yeah. So guess who comes in in the meantime? The Fonz. The Fonz. That's exactly right. Okay, and what does the Fonz say? Now the Fonz probably. He's going to be all about loyalty. Yes. Hey, 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 what are you doing here? Moving in on yeah. Ralphie, Ralphie Mouthy's job. Ralphie here is your best friend. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? I don't know. That wasn't the font. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was that was. real bad Ralphie impersonation. Ralphie is your the... best friend. What? Well, I, don't I don't know, know what, what that... that accent is. Is he Cuban? <laughs> we take every... This is this is a great idea. From now on, we take every moral dilemma and we shove it into an episode of a 1970s sitcom. This Monday, Tumbleweed's going with Happy Days.
Now, in the real world, so at the end of the, uh, at the end of Happy Days, does Ralph Ralph can't get the job? He's not good for it, or he got the job and he's fired immediately. Yeah, exactly. The, it doesn't work out, but everyone did the right thing. Next episode, we don't and, even know. We don't even mention the fact that. He, they lost a job. That Ralph ruined that job yeah. opportunity for Richie. We're off to something else. What did Potts The company went to? bankrupt all the feelings because they are, had a bad account. Yeah, all the feelings are settled, yeah. <laughs> there was a major lawsuit because Ralph was <laughs> put the company into bankruptcy and thousands <laughs> lost their jobs. <laughs> None of that would have happened if Richie had gotten it. Arnold got the job and shut down the uh, the restaurant. Yeah. No more hamburgers. Ruined the, the whole show. Of, uh, Milwaukee or wherever they were from. When they were in Milwaukee. Yeah, what I could see. I've never been to Milwaukee. I can't tell you whether it's a beautiful city or not. Now, I haven't had it happen to me where a job, but I, I can almost imagine that it would happen to radio guys where, like, if I was working, say, afternoons back in Long Island and somebody said, hey, I'm applying for nights at Kiss in L.A., and I would be like, Kiss in L.A. is opening up? Like, yeah, nobody knows about it yet. I just heard about it, though. So I sent in my tape to John Rivers or whatever. I'd be like... Good to know. <laughs> I'm going to send my Kelly's done that. You can tell by the way he tells that story. Absolutely. I would send him my tape. Let the best man win. Did you get a rejection letter from John Rivers? Uh, I didn't. I actually don't think I ever applied to Kiss and I. Okay. I don't think I ever saw there was an opening. Got one from TIC in Hartford. What else did I get rejected from? I'm sure I got lots of rejection letters. I used to keep them. I still got them somewhere naturally. Of course. You got everything. <laughs> I guess to the best rel- Rejection letters ever from a guy named Rick Lippincott. Oh, I remember Rick from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I never want to go to Chicago. I just wanted to work at that station. WLS? <laughs> yeah. I would have hated living there, but I would, enjoy, I would have enjoyed working there. The enormous 89. Man. I'd have listened to you because that's what we did when, when our station Everybody wanted to work on that station. Before KISS FM, then they all wanted to work on KISS. And by the time Jonathan got there, it would have been... CDs really is my middle name. That's right. You know what I'm doing there, Weed? No. Oh. What? You didn't listen to WLS. What are you talking angry? about? You never <laughs> li- You're not an LS fan. Listen, I had Larry Lou Jack and Snot Nose Tommy and uh, Brent. Uh, the midday guy. Brent Miller. What about Fred? Pipes. Fred Winston. Winston, Winston was before Lou Jack. Really? Yes. Winston, are you going to CFL? Super CFL. Wow. Okay, I never mind. All the respect I have for Tumbleweed. (laughs) Gone. (laughs) I did that. All of it. John Records. Lewindecker. 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 Sounds like a tool. Wow. (laughs) Was I close? John Records truly is my middle name. Landecker. Landecker. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Boogie now, check. That's Boogie what I'm saying. Check. He would have been. Ooh, uh, John, he would have been coming in after him, Jonathan. Yeah. And then CD's I finally got an opportunity to meet John Landecker, and I'm at a one of those radio convention things, and it's a, like a workshop. It's one of those comedy workshop things. That he was a peach. Yeah, I'm sitting next to him, <laughs> and Landecker. He's. I walk in late, so I get the eye right. from the guy putting on the convention, and um, I'm getting a cup of coffee. I'm just scrambled into Atlanta, and I'm sitting down, and I'm looking at the sheet, and. There's a guy next to me, and he goes, you know, we're, uh, he said, yeah, we're doing this exercise here. And Landecker goes, oh, the guy next to me goes, oh, wow, I'm, I'm working on the wrong sheet. Of the, I'm working on the wrong page. I'm like, you idiot. 
I look over, it's John Landecker. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were the peach. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Still telling the story. This schmuck from South Cat came in. <laughs> insulting me. Uh, okay, enough inside radio. Let's get into what we're going to do inside radio. A little inside radio talk about what we're going to do on Monday. we got a moral dilemma. So if somebody gets a job, they tell you. Oh, they they haven't got it. They heard about a job opportunity that hey, they're applying for. That's right. And you think they they're ought to, not, they're I not should that apply for that my job. dream job. Uh-huh. It's not even their dream job. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a dream. You're never going to get that. You tell me it's your dream job. You're never going to get your dream job. for that. So I took it. <laughs> well, I want to apply for it. Can I apply mm-hmm. for it? Or is that a jerk move? Because like you said, what if I get it? Then there's that awkward moment where I got to tell you, hey, yeah, remember that job you were telling me about? I got it. Uh, well, I could come back to you and say, listen, you know, the, the job you were talking about? I, yeah, I'm taking that job. What? You're taking my job? Yeah. But you know, here's why. I talked to the manager, and he wasn't going to hire you anyway. Because I said, look, if you're going to hire Kelly, I'm not taking it. They said, we, we don't even know who Kelly is. I said, well, he applied. Well, he didn't make the final cut. We don't have his resume here. We don't have a Kelly. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll take it. Well, how did you how did you apply? How were you in the final cut? I, I mean, I told you about it. You didn't know about the job, Jonathan. Yeah, and I didn't put. <laughs> Imagine trying to explain this to Tumbleweed. <laughs> Tumbleweed <laughs> wanted a job, and then you're explaining to him why you're taking it. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, <laughs> no. If he I applied for it, it I, I, I couldn't it. do it. Nope. I couldn't hurt his feelings. <laughs> you didn't know about the job. <laughs> right? Remember? Because I told you. You said that sounds like a great job. Wow. <laughs> Embrace the awkwardness of that Monday morning at 610 in the morning rush. And I will say I wouldn't mind if someone went for the same job as me and got it. I would just be like, well, yeah, I mean, better man or woman got the, it. The better person. The this benefit. is the way the world works. That's the way I feel. About Everybody it. competes. Yep. Um, a guy named Steve Boss, B-A-U-S. But I would never on- talk to you again if you did that. <laughs> of course not. I'd have to move for my big gig. <laughs> you wouldn't be here to t- you wouldn't be here to talk to anyway. You'd be at yeah. your new job. I'd be in Miami or someplace, right? Uh, Woodenville, Washington is where Steve Boss lives, and he was getting very frustrated, as I think all of us do, with all these ridiculous phone calls that you hmm. get from people who aren't supposed to be calling you. Right? You are on a, a list. I'm sure we've all signed up for it by now, the do not call registry, right? So who are these morons that are calling us? They're in violation of the law. Yeah. Well, Steve Boss had had enough, so he decided to do something about it. He said, so the biggest challenge was you've got to establish who the company is that's calling you, Hmm. all right? Because they're in violation. They know they're in violation. Right. And you know that they know that they're in violation. But until you can establish who they are, you can't go after them. So he started buying extended car warranties and things of that nature. Gotcha. Every single one of them he got $3,500 from. Bought himself a new house off the deal. Wow. He cleaned their clocks. He said, but you got to be willing. He said, it took me like four years to put this together. You got to play the long game. Are you? He said, but once you get that extended car warranty, oh, yeah, there's the company's name right there. Now nah, I got you. Mr. Attorney, do your business. What do you think of that? That's good. 
And they, by the way, that's they, good. Those people that call concerned, they're always concerned that my car warranty is about to expire. Sure. And other, whatever other things that the telemarketers call for, I don't even know anymore. But they, it must work because otherwise they wouldn't be spending all this money calling all these people. Well, that's what I thought about yesterday. I'll tell you, I was visiting my mom. The phone rings. Now I'm at my mom's house and the phone rings and it sounds like 1969 all over again. Same phone, loud ring. She gets up and answers the phone, listens for about five seconds and just hangs it up. I'm like, was that a car warranty? Yep. And I, I was wondering, you would think by now they would have called everyone with the phone and moved on to a better way to market their ideas off the internet than to make old school phone calls. You would think by now, but no, it must, it continues to work or they wouldn't be calling. Exactly. Exactly. That's, and I'm always, I'm wondering who buys these things. Have you ever bought an extended car warranty off a telemarketer (laughs) (laughs) on anything, your appliances, whatever? What did you buy from a telemarketer? How about that? Have you That's ever good. bought anything from a telemarketer? Now, I'll admit I was a telemarketer. Yeah. I did that 1985. What That's were you my... selling? Well, that was the thing. I was I was actually selling something, but it didn't seem like I was selling it. It seemed like a continuation of what you already had. Oh, see there. Because at that time, the slight of tongue. Well, what had happened? MCI and Sprint had uh, won a court case against AT&T to get something called, um, I'm looking at Tatiana again, which keeps throwing me off. Um, Her left eye is hypnotic. Yeah. And, uh, but, but so what happened it was called equal access so that you, uh, they could use the phone lines that AT&T had built back in the, well, I guess they started building them in the thirties or the forties or something. And then AT&T claimed the, they built them. Yes. And now it was in the eighties and they were the only ones who had access to them. So if you, there was no way to compete with AT&T. Not unless you're going to string up all that wire. Yeah, they were like, go build your own phone lines. Well, federal government built it to begin with, but let's not split hairs. Well, the federal government said that's a monopoly. Sure. And so you have to allow other companies to use those phone lines. And so they had, so they, you were going to get the same phone lines mm-hmm. um, for a lot less money mm-hmm. if you switched to MCI or Sprint. So my, I was hired. I personally was hired they by AT and T. They reached out my. They said no, they reached out my guidance. Find... They, they said, "Well, who's the senior at Cheney Tech who can help us?" Yeah, we and need to find was... a young man who has the <laughs> right. voice that commands mm-hmm. a attention. Yeah, and then B third party credibility, which is what he's going to be. Would you bring your mullet to yes. AT and T? And I did, and uh, so I was a I was a very. Uh, very small group of people, probably about 5,000 of us. An elite fighting yeah, class. That was tasked with calling every house in America. And, of course, because you're the phone company, you already have everybody's name and phone number. So, like, when I'm calling, I'm not asking Not for, that they published that in a book or anything. Yeah. Well, and that was interesting because what I would call, and the, every conversation starts the same. I'm wearing my little headset, and I'd say, hi, this is Kelly Nash calling from AT&T to discuss your long-distance phone service. And nobody ever hears any of that. None of that was digested. So they would go, wait, who's this? <laughs> if they had, Especially if they had an undelisted phone number. <laughs> Who is this? And I would reiterate, this is Kelly Nash from AT&T, your long-distance phone company, here to discuss your long-distance phone service. How'd you get this number? 
We're the phone companies. We right. are uh, AT&T. Yes. Yeah, I've got an unlisted mm-hmm. phone number. I recognize that. We're the ones who unlisted it for you. <laughs> We're the ones who created that phone number. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sold it to you. We own the digits. Yeah, we own the phone that you're on. Mm -hmm. We own the phone line that you're speaking on. (laughs) All of that is us. Here's what I'm calling for. We would like for you to continue with the same reliable service. That was the that was the push. If you like the long distance service that you've currently got, and Mm -hmm. you'd like it to continue, we can sign you up right now to make sure that there's no there's no problems in the future. So I got to sign up to continue to have what I've already got. Yes, because mm. of a recent court case, mm-hmm. the federal government has ruled that Sprint and MCI have equal access to these lines, and they may take them over at any moment. And who knows what's going to happen at that point. Or what they'll Why do with your number. It? Why risk it? And I've already talked to a couple of their employees, and they're going to spray paint your number inside men's rooms right. with the notation that you want to have a good time. That's right. They're out to ruin you, sir, with their inferior, shabby service. I would have put that in the pitch. That's pretty good. <laughs> Well, in the, the, so, you know, you're wearing these headsets and then you have supervisors that listen to, they, you don't know when they're going to listen to your call. Of course. Because there, there's it's like 10 supervisors and 5,000 of us spread over two uh, floors mm-hmm. of a high rise in downtown Hartford. So, um, and we're all just shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. and you're sitting there at your little, you don't even have a cubicle. You just have long tables. That's right. Computers. And, so I would try to entertain my Whoever was sitting, and it's not like you had an assigned seat. You would just come in every day. And I think I worked like 11 to 8. Not only did he close the deal on the phone, but he entertained the people seated on either side. Well, when I realized that they did, no one ever heard my name or the company that I worked for. Yeah. Then it got to be fun. Then I started creating fake names. Sometimes hey, this is fill up your mouth with farts from yeah. the phone company. But then it, then I started naming <laughs> myself as a celebrity. It's Mick Jagger calling on behalf of at That's good. It's Santa Claus calling on behalf of at <laughs> And I was just taking it further and further. And I don't remember which name I was using and making the people on the side of me laugh. But all of a sudden they get that thing in my earpiece. Like, yeah, what about the supervisor? Was he laughing? Well, that's what I'm saying. After about <laughs> after about three months of me doing this little jokey joke, yeah, I get the Kelly. Will you come to the front desk? And I gotta try to act like I'm not in trouble, right? You, you we know, thought we thought after 90 days you'd grow out of this little funsy, but apparently you're sticking with it. Well, I think they just happened. To, I mean, that was my turn. They just been going up and down the line, and they finally got to me. And um, heavily so monitored. I just he got away me. with it for three months. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta go to the restroom. As I told the people That's next right. to me, got up and walked over to the desk. And, so, and, and I remember the That's supervisor right. was a female, and she was very cool about it. She was just like, look, I get the joke, right? It's funny. Yeah, uh, we get it. Nobody understands, because nobody's hearing you. Nobody's listening. And you're trying to amuse you. But listen, that's not funny. On the off chance that somebody actually does listen to you and you say I'm the Easter Bunny, mm-hmm. uh, you're going you're gonna to lose all credibility. And, yeah, we don't want to lose credibility around us. Hundreds of millions of dollars to execute all these phone calls. That's right. So don't F it up anymore. You're Kelly Nash from AT&T. 
say it. I'm coming out from AT&T. <laughs> and so that was the end of my jokey jokes. But that was it. But I did. So I was a telemarketer. Yeah. And I did. I signed up thousands of people for sure. more expensive phone service because AT and T was far more expensive. They wanted than to keep their reliable long distance phone service yeah, from AT and T. Panicked them into it. But I didn't sell them a new service. It wasn't something that they like. It would have been more interesting if I had been calling from MCI or Sprint to try to get them to leave AT and T. I'm surprised MCI and Sprint didn't try to steal you away after hearing about your phone calls. They were legendary. But then I was whisked off to the enormous AM 1320 WKHT Hartford. Who could turn that down? Which actually wasn't in Hartford. It was in Manchester. <laughs> we, we didn't really get heard in Hartford. None of, nobody on the panel was surprised that Kelly made that leap from telemarketer to on-air radio personality. I like to say celebrity. Celebrity. <laughs> With the Nash hoedown. <laughs> Signing autographs at oh my gosh, all over yes. town at Kentucky Fried Chicken and the like. My gosh, yeah, of course, because uh, my biggest as the night jock, my biggest thing was running the Mets games. Mm. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's where AM your personality. WKHT Hartford now proudly presents the New York Mets baseball. That's where your personality really shines. Mm-hmm. Then at the top you, of the hour, you'd, you'd give a you'd give right. a weather and an ID and, and the weather. And I think the guy's name was Bob Fulton or something like that was the guy's name. Who was the play-by-play guy. Now back to legendary Mets baseball play-by-play guy, Bob something-something. So we did that for a little while. Never went back to – but Tumbleweed, have you ever bought anything off a telemarketer? No, I've always been broke. <laughs> <laughs> they quit calling. Even the I telemarketers meeting at the this. bar going, did you this call Tumbleweed? Awesome. Oh, he's broke. He every money. I know. I called that guy by accident last week. They're all laughing about you down at the telemarketer bar. I'm always broke. <laughs> Have you ever been tempted? Oh, yeah. If the only thing I ever that. signed up for, and I'm, I don't think it was, uh, I'm not, no, it wasn't It wasn't uh, telemarketer. It was one of those things that was printed. What was that, uh, what was that music club? Oh, Columbia House. Columbia House. Ooh. Yeah, that was a huge ripoff. The records? Yeah, they sent you like one good record, and then you were paying like $14 a month or something, and you get like 20 bad records. Oh. And then a friend of mine told me how to get out of that one, and it worked. I was surprised. I thought, this is never going to work. So I called him. I said, hey, I'm moving. Here's my new address. Like 327 Elm, Muncie, Indiana. Whatever it's Tumbleweed's the, address. Whatever the zip code was. <laughs> And sure enough, apparently back in the day, they would actually type over the previous address in their computer system. Never get away with this today. They'd have a copy of your previous one. Anyway, uh, yeah, so then some Joe Schmo in Muncie, Indiana ended up getting my records, I guess. I never heard from him again. <laughs> that was the week they mailed out the good records. Yeah, probably. He got Bachman Turner over. Yeah. He got Jimmy got Buffett and Led Zeppelin. and. <laughs> And the next five bad records from Bertie Higgins. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never signed up for anything off the phone. And we know Tumbleweed didn't because he didn't have any money. He's always He's broke. He's always broke. Um, now, we've got an interesting scenario happening here. Tumbleweed, did you hear about this kid? Uh, in uh, He's in Texas. Quinn, I'm trying to remember his last name. Quinn is the number one high school football recruit in the nation. Oh. All right? And he has signed a letter of intent to play for Ohio State University. Mm. Now, this is his senior year of high school, 
And he it starts what in a couple of weeks, I'm imagining, right? He's well, being advised does, yeah. by some people to not go back to high school. To actually in because you if you can get your GED, he could take the test right now and get his GED. Sure. And if he does that, then he can enroll early at Ohio State. And we hear about high school football players enrolling early all the time. Sure. At, and usually it's the second semester, but they're there. Um if he does that, they believe he would make a million dollars. A million dollars. With the new licensing agreements? Mm-hmm. We've never had this problem before. Name, image, and likeness, ka Now, and he's only going to play for three years, right? Sure. He'll go pro. So this would be a million-dollar bonus for a teenager because he's, he's, he's leaving in the end of three years Either way, right. or I should say, he's leaving after his junior year. Either way, whether so, it's not th- sticking around for his senior year at Ohio State. Yeah. So this is an this would be an extra million dollars. It doesn't extend the length of his stay at the high school. It just give, or at the college. It just gives him another year of earning. Sure. So he's not going to play football at Ohio State this year. He'll just get paid a million dollars. A million dollars. So if you're his parents, do you tell him? You got to go back to high school, bro. You got to go back. It's your senior year. You're going to miss the prom. You're going to miss, you know, you're not going to get a real high school diploma. You're gonna You've got to have the full high school GED. experience. Yeah. And what about that? What about your, now how about this one? You throw the guilt on them. What about your teammates? They're all banking on winning the Texas state championship with you as the quarterback. If you're not the quarterback, some schmuck comes in here. We don't even qualify for the playoffs. You've ruined all of their senior years. What do you say, Tumbleweed? He can go to the prom. I mean, you know, he just flies back. To the he just goes because the girls still flies gonna, back in his private jet. Yeah, the girls still going to be enrolled. He can still yeah. go to the prom. Yeah. So that's not a problem. I knew it would hinge on the dating of girls. College girls are usually hotter than uh, yeah. high school girls, Tumbleweed. So you'd say, get your butt to high school there, Quinn. Huh? You'd say, you'd tell your son to go play his high school junior, senior year. Oh, wow. That's. It's a million dollars. Why didn't this become the dilemma? The Monday morning moral dilemma. It's almost two dilemmas in one for Monday. Yeah. I'm just wondering what you would tell your child. When you first started the story, I was there's no question. I'll tell you what we learned this week in the Olympics what? from athletes on a higher level of competition. He absolutely should go to college, take the money, take the NIL deal, get your million dollars, forget about the team at high school. This ain't about the team, brother. Uh-uh. It's about you. Okay, let me put it to you another way. Then. That's what I learned this week watching the Olympics. I'll give you another opportunity. Put it to me. I'll give it to you. The, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Okay. A lot of people would say, trainers, athletes, that you can't. You can be in great physical condition, but if you lose a year of playing football, that's like losing three years. You're going to be sent. You're not going to have the same set of skills hmm. in 2022, or for him when he starts playing football in 2023 at Ohio State. If you if you don't you might not even start at Ohio State that first year now because mm-hmm. you're going to need to work your way back into football shape. Hmm. Now you may be actually affecting your NFL career. Won't he get to be practicing with the Buckeyes? No. 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 Oh. 
Now what do you say? I guess we're going to play our senior year, son. No, take the million dollars. Oh, I like it. We got a division. Take the million dollars. And it's almost impossible to separate Tumbleweed from Jonathan. Look, if you're too stupid, (laughs) if you're too stupid to see that the million dollars is more than your senior year in high school, you definitely need to stay in high school because you're too dumb to be let out into the world. But it may cost you tens of millions in the long run. No, I got a million dollars. You got a million dollars right yeah, in 2021. I can hire whatever coaches pick. with whatever guys holding dummies or tackling them. I can hire high school tackling dummies if I want. I Every can athlete can tell you that you cannot replicate games. Yeah, it's like stepping in the box. I get it. You can't replicate that in the batting cage. You got to step in the box. You got to get the live experience. You got to have the pressure. Can you handle the pressure? Seems like he just took a shot at me. I don't know. I, I didn't do with any of that. <laughs> the mental pressure of athleticism. Some people crumble under it. Some people do. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> <laughs> just to name one. Just, that's one person. And, and not to name any others. No, why would we? And I, I love Chuck. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling my kid to skip that high school year. Take the million bucks and let's get geared up for college. We're moving on. The future always comes before you're ready to give up the present as so a lesson if, in life. So if it was a baseball scenario, right, and your kid future was Future always a- comes before yeah. you're ready to give up the present. I got you. So your, your kid's at AC Flora at the sure. time, right? Chuck or uh, uh, Andy, what's his face? Hallett. The coat? Andy Hallett. Andy Hallett would tell you to take the million. Andy Hallett's depending on these kids He'd to tell win you to take the, the state championship. Hallett's not an idiot. He'd tell you to take the million. You're abandoning the team's dreams. Hallett, Hallett would show up with his truck and help move you. He's not an idiot. It's a take the million dollars. Mm, brutal, brutal, brutal. I wonder well, if see, baseball's interesting on that way because if you factor that in, they're only getting like a 15th of a scholarship anyway to go to college. Yeah, it's right. completely different. So, yeah. Throw in a but what, if, like what if the major leaguers football. could draft you now and get you out of high school in, you know, after your junior year so you don't play your senior year? You just go right to the majors. If, out of high school? Yeah, you don't play your senior year of high school baseball. You just get drafted. Would you would you want your kid to miss the senior year of high school and abandon the teammates and just go to right to the majors? And I mean, you're obviously going to be sitting the bench when you get there. But. Well, if you age in, you're still cool, right, Tumbleweed? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't that matter what year you are in high school, right? Because you, you might have been held back, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what if they just said? What if they just changed the law to it's now a 16 year old draft? We can draft 16 year olds. Okay. And so your 16 year old kids at home, and you're like, well, take the million dollars. I'm the 29th pick of the Major League Baseball uh, you draft. Go. You go. You go there. You go there. Now, football, with the injuries and all, I mean, your your money-making years are a lot smaller on average. Yeah, you could get you could have a career-ending injury your senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to risk that? Right. Well, because take the money. They can give you the insurance, kind of like we did for Lattimore, right? Oh, Lattimore's sure. a multimillionaire because we bought him the insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I mean, you can you could do that. Okay. For every reaction, there's a equal and opposite reaction. Uh, you know. That's why you're correct when you called it a minute ago. It's another moral dilemma. Yeah. We got two of them from Monday. Whew. All right. Well, we're loaded up for Monday and ready to get our weekend started. Have a great weekend. When we get back for the first work day of August, we begin the dog days, right? Yeah. It's going to be hot this weekend. 
Thanks, Morning Rush Regulars. Remember, if whatever's going on in your life, maybe you got a dilemma you need advice on, you can do that. Morning Rush Regulars always get together on Monday morning to talk about it. You can reach out to us on social media. And uh, go old school, as if you were telemarketing extended auto <laughs> coverage. You can do that right now at uh, 978-9267. Think about those calls up Monday morning, what you're thinking at 978-WCOS. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. Bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.